Buff Nation! Let's go, baby. We are 48 hours away. I can't wait, man. Uh, I've been waiting for Saturday since last Saturday. The weeks are just getting longer, it feels like. That's what it's going to be like all season. Yep. What's up, chat? We're presented by Illegal Pete's. Everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. We've got a very special guest today. Yes, we do. We are very lucky to have on the man who currently sits in fifth place all time <laughs> uh, for yards in a debut, my guy, Scotty McKnight. What's going on, Scotty? How are we doing? Thanks for uh, having me on. That was a fun one to, to wake up to on Monday. I had like 10 texts, <laughs> and they're like, you know, showing me the screenshot of it. I'm like, I like that I didn't know that I held this record um, because it made it way easier to realize, you know, now I'm fifth place in that category. <laughs> <laughs> of course, uh, Scotty went for like 106 yards against CSU. That was the previous record. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Dylan, Zay, Jimmy, and Travis, Travis all eclipsed that the other day. But if you don't know who Scotty McKnight is, that is not the, uh, the best record next to his name. He left the school all-time leader in receptions, all-time leader in receiving touchdowns, uh, and also just the sixth player in NCAA history to have a catch in every single game of his career without missing a single game to injury. That's so an amazing 49 stat. straight games with a catch through his career. It was, uh, it was quite the ride. I'll say that. I mean, um, you know, I appreciate you guys having me on. I'm so excited about this team. Uh, obviously, anyone that's come through Colorado, there's a, a certain amount of emotional connection to – the city of Boulder to the fan base, to the program, and you want to see them succeed. So to see it on a national stage um, with someone like Coach Sanders and and just what they were able to do uh, as a team, that mindset, how disciplined they were, couldn't be more excited as a Buff fan, you know? Scotty, we've got Nebraska coming up this week. A lot of talk about hate week. Uh, Coach Prime said it's personal, and I want to ask you, how is this rivalry personal to you? You know, it's, it's pretty interesting because I've seen some of the stuff that Coach has put out, and much like probably a lot of guys on the team, like you don't understand um, how personal it is until you're kind of in the mix. And for me, uh, it took some of the past, you know, CU Buff legends to kind of educate me, being from California, on what the rivalry, um, what it really meant. Um, taking me through like the big eight and it was coach Hagan and Alfred Williams and Matt Russell. And those guys would come back and talk to the team. And you started to realize just how deep rooted and historical this rivalry was. Um, my first personal test was in 2007. Um, and being from Southern California, it was my first time playing in the snow. So I'm like, you know, <laughs> how can we get these sleeves? Like, can we get them? <laughs> you know? um, but it ended up being like a shootout. I think we won like 65-51. Yep. Um, Thanksgiving, Boulder was like just electric. Um, so I saw that side of it from uh, seeing the success in the rivalry and how that felt. And then the following, and this was like a pretty loaded Nebraska team. They had Indomitian Sioux, especially loaded um, on the defensive side of the football. They had Prince of Makamura, um, who we had a ton of battles with, me and him, who I loved to death. Uh, but there, there was also a respect among, amongst the players and like respecting the rivalry. Um, so the following year in, in 2008, we traveled up to Lincoln and, you know, this is no slight on Lincoln, but it's not where I'd choose to spend my Thanksgiving, uh, <laughs> if I could. And that is a slight on Lincoln and we like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I think we lost on like a 59 yard field goal yep. with, you know, and it made us not bowl eligible that year um and that stadium was you know was really really electric when you walk out of the tunnel their fans are like right on top of you i remember one of our guys i think it was cody crawford or something like he got grabbed and pulled from one of the fans like it, it was the fan um involvement and you'll see it too like they'll they'll show up in boulder this weekend like nebraska fans get very heated um, obviously as a Colorado, uh, guy, like, I think we have the best fans in the country. So, you know, I think that adds an element to it. It's the histor- the history behind it. Um, kind of those back and forth moments. And then just like the fans that are going to be hyped up to see the game. So I'm super excited to see this era, this team, 
um, kind of put their stamp on the on the rivalry game. Uh, you mentioned it a little bit, but I call that game from your freshman year the other score um, because obviously 62-36 is the one that stands out to everyone. But like in my lifetime, the other most iconic game is 65-51. And I was looking back on it and like that was one of the craziest football games I've ever seen. Uh, I think you guys were down 35-24 at the half and then scored 35 straight points after that. Uh, and it was like a blowout. They scored a garbage time touchdown to even make it 65-51, but 35 straight. Jimmy Smith had a pick six. You had a touchdown in that game. You and Cody, like, were both freshmen. Uh, that, that was a crazy football game. It really was. And, I, and we knew they were, um, like I said, from especially on defense that year, we knew uh, – we just knew they had a lot of really, really talented players. And hats off to – Gosh, I believe it was Mark Helfrich was our offensive coordinator at the time. But he implemented like an entirely new um, element to our offense prior to that game. So we had like a fly sweep receiver um, that basically created a different option that their defense had to look at. Um, That's implemented in a lot of offenses now, but it was pretty unique at the time. So it was pretty much like we shifted our game plan to spread them out a lot more. um, And it opened up things for, for Hugh. Mm-hmm. went off today. Um, a lot of the receivers got involved. Like Patrick Williams had some big catches. Dusty Sprague had a huge catch on, I believe, like, a, was it a trick play? Like yeah, a he, yes, something like that. I, I remember what you're talking about. He also had – he scored on a reverse. Yeah, yeah, I saw Dusty uh, this spring at the spring game. Um, so I think, like, the way that we were able to kind of offensively execute against such a strong defense – um, and then Jimmy is like, you know, Jimmy was one of my favorite people and to this day still is. He's hilarious. And from the time he stepped foot on campus, he was like, I'm going to be a first round pick. Like, no question. Even when he wasn't really a starter his freshman year, I'm going to be a first round pick. And then by that game for him to make a play that was so substantial, return it for, for a touchdown. Then I think Lionel Harris had a pick like yep. the next drive. You know, it was um, – it was like okay, we're all we're firing on the all on the same right cylinder at this point. Um, in the biggest game on Thanksgiving on national TV against our rival, so that's like why you play the sport, yep. you know, with your with your brothers. And that, so that one was, was both teams came in five and seven, so only one was going to be bowl eligible. Like you said, Jimmy had the pick six, very next offensive play interception. Hugh scores a couple plays later. Uh, very next offensive possession, three and out, blocked punt. Hugh scores. A, it was just like the the wave was insane. It, it, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, I was I was a fan of that one. That was a, <laughs> that was a celebrating Boulder kind of night. Scotty, there's a lot of new players, a lot of new coaches on this team. If you could speak to them, what was what is something you'd like them to know about this rivalry before they play the game? You know, I, I would just kind of piggyback on what what coach is saying, and and really like I. I can't say how much I respect Coach Sanders and, and really the mindset that he's instilling um, in this players, and it's palpable, and you can see it in how they play the game. Uh, and it's his entire staff as well. I thought Sean Lewis did a phenomenal job. Um, the fact that they have so many new guys on this team and a new coaching staff, and they were able to be that disciplined and that efficient across the board, um, it speaks volumes to the way that they're being coached and mentored. Um, and you can tell coach really does care about the players. Like he's a player's coach um, across the board um, and he gets guys to believe. So in a situation like this, where it's a rivalry game, all of these guys have experienced rivalry games in the past. Right. And there's always an introduction to them in some capacity. Uh, I think the portal makes it interesting, like the current landscape, because there is a lot of uh, moving around. So you're not at the same school um, as much as, as you would be in the past, but you've experienced them growing up with the team down the street. You've experienced them in high school. Um, so this one's just heightened because of the history. So I think, you know, I don't have any advice for the team beyond um, keep doing what you're doing. And it's really about, I'd say the people outside of it that have been there before you, that it means a lot to us. You know, this game means a lot to us because we have lived through those moments that you're about to experience. Um, And it does feel good when you get a W against (laughs) 
does feel good. Um, one of the people that I was actually hoping to have on this week, he's, he's uh, not in town right now, but he's still involved with the program, and, and you had a lot of experience with him, is Brian Cabral. Um, and, and you were part of the team when he was the interim head coach, uh, and I don't think I've ever seen any uh, coach like lean into this rivalry and the hate of Nebraska uh, as much as he did during that week. Curious, just like what he was saying to you guys that week, and and just how he like kind of influenced you in terms of uh, hating Nebraska. Yeah, it's uh, Coach Cabral. You know, between he and Coach Hagan, I think on the staff that that I was a part of, um, they really did always kind of educate on the history. And when Coach Cabral took over um, and was our interim head coach at that time he gave it to us and he had former players come in and it was constant throughout that week of just, you know, having us really understand um, kind of the disrespect that's existed um, throughout the years. Um, and because he'd been with the program for so long, like he could speak to personal examples. So I think one of the things that makes college football so special is you come in with a pretty um, young dynamic group of people and you all, you work tirelessly together and in, in pretty extreme situations, um, you know, whether it's waking up at 445 to go do your, you know, mat workouts at 5 a.m. Like it's pretty much collective suffering and you're playing banged up. Um, so that brings you really close. So when you have that strong kind of unit and you feel like someone else is disrespecting that unit, then it's time like it's time to go. Um, so I think that's what Coach Cabral did is like you guys are family. These people, you know, they're coming. They're not knocking on your door like they're trying to kick your door down. So what are you going to do? Um, and that causes a fight mentality of like, all right, you, look, let, let's roll. Scotty, I mean, you watched Colorado last weekend. How do you see this matchup kind of working out on Saturday? Obviously, two new coaches, a lot of new players. What do you think this uh, game ends up being? Yeah, I think um, obviously Coach Rules had a ton of success, um, you know, in different, obviously Baylor had a, had a lot of success there. Um, Carolina, like, look, that's a tough, tough position to go to. I think um, he's a he's a tremendous coach. He's got a great staff. He got some great players in there as well. Um, for me personally, like, I, I have a hard time um, and I'm incredibly biased, but from a <laughs> standpoint, with with coach and what he's doing like I'm, I'm bought in to to him um so i know he's gonna have these guys ready um and it's really just like it's, as stupid as this sounds it's taking each play one at a time and bees being as efficient as they were against tcu like if you're not hurting yourself if you're disciplined if you don't have penalties um if you're taking advantage of mismatches like i saw multiple times against tcu where they just, they outnumbered TCU in terms of scheme and they'd get, you know, Dylan in the flat or, or whatever it would be when he scored. If they just did a good job of moving people around and that takes discipline to understand shifts, motions, creating those mismatches. Um, and it's more difficult too in a hostile environment, right? Now I do think uh, Colorado, when I've been there, they the fans understand like when to, when to chill when you're on offense or when to be like, you know, loud on defense. Um, but in that back pocket of the, you know, downward end zone, that's the away section. That's where Nebraska's kind of like strong footprint is going to be. So it's okay. How do we really stay focused on what we're trying to accomplish each play from an execution standpoint and take advantage of mismatches. And, you know, I think Shador, um, he shut a lot of people up. Yeah, yeah, I did. And and I and I love that because um, he was he was so good. And you could tell him like going through his progressions, going through his reads, command of the offense, making every throw. Um, you know, he really drives that ship. And it's cool to see him and his dad driving that ship. Um, so I think, you know, his play uh, is going to be critical. But if it you know, if it's anything like last week and what we've seen, like there's no stage too big for him. I think that runs in the bloodline. And then there's an outlier named Travis Hunter. Like he is, he is um, more than advertised 
I'd say. His ability to take that volume of snaps and be um, you know, a critical game breaker on each side of the football, shutting people down, locking people down, allowing them to give certain looks on defense. It's like when we were in New York, like we had Revis and Cromartie. Mm-hmm. We were able to do a lot of things defensively because we could put those guys on islands. Um, so I think having a lockdown corner like him and then having him turn around and be a mismatch as an offensive weapon as well is like like a cheat code. Um, so take, taking advantage of that uh, and, and spreading the ball out, like they did a really good job of creating mismatches and getting the ball to different guys as um, obviously – Indicated by four guys breaking my debut record. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I have to laugh, Scotty, because I was talking to Curtis Snyder yesterday about you, and he said uh, he's the only non-quarterback that I've ever made do media like he was a quarterback. Uh, and your best friend's a quarterback, and you've done media, and you're giving us like very quarterback. You're, you're giving us very quarterback answers. You're like, no disrespect to Nebraska. All due respect <laughs> yeah. to Coach Rule. Uh, you're, you're, uh, you're a quarterback in a wide receiver's body. Yeah. I mean, I think off the field, I've always kind of operated in that capacity on the field. I was a completely different person (laughs) Um, and I was able to make that separation, which I think any of my past teammates would speak to. Like once I, once I stepped on the field, like it was business and I was ready to fight for, you know, from the time the bell started till the game ended, like I was fighting every single play and it was about respect. And it's probably because I felt slighted and I played with a chip on my shoulder because I was undersized and like people doubted me. Um, so I was always out to prove like, okay, like keep keep doubting me yep. and we'll, I'll see you in the end zone. Um, and I showed Nebraska that quite a few times uh, in the end zone. Let's go. Uh, last one for me. Do you have a favorite wide receiver on this team? I know it's early, but just in terms of the guys you were watching, was there anyone that you were like, man, I, I love the way that guy plays? Well, you know, a lot of times when I was playing, I looked at guys with certain skills that I didn't have, and I was um, envious of them. <laughs> uh, so I'm like, man, you run so easily. It's really hard for me to run fast. Um, but you, <laughs> like, naturally, you're fast. Um, so the guys like Travis, like, I look at Travis, and I'm like, that guy is the total package in terms of his athleticism and and really being a polished receiver. Like he's not just an athlete out there. He's very nuanced. Um, I think the guy who stood out the most from a receiver standpoint is Joey. Like he, Jimmy he, or Jimmy. Sorry, yep. Jimmy. Um, he seemed just like, you know, he's so fluid and, mm-hmm. um, and fast and he possesses all those skills. So I think they're really dynamic in that they have a bunch of playmakers uh, on that side of the football um, that are versatile. Like they're not limited where, you know, where I probably lived in certain areas of like, okay, go find a spot, get open, catch the ball, try and get like as many yards as possible and don't die. Uh, these guys are like, <laughs> catch the rock, make you miss, take it 80 to the crib. Yep. Like that's really exciting to watch. So it's exciting to watch the group, but I, I'd say, um, yeah, yeah, I like watching all of them. I'd say Shador is the funnest one for me to watch, to be honest. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like, he's different, man. Yeah, and I and I I remember seeing his stuff when he was in high school and being a fan of him, like thinking he was a like one of the better recruits in the country. Um, and then you don't quite know, right? Like that transition from high school to college. Uh, and I watched some of the stuff when he was at Jackson State. And when I saw him live at the spring game, <clears throat> that's when I was like, this dude is the real deal. And I get that, like, it wasn't live and they weren't hitting and all that stuff. But some of the throws he was making and how he's dictating the defense with his eyes and coming off, like, it was NFL level, um, you know, going through his progressions and then delivering, you know, top throws 50 yards downfield with the correct arc. Like, all of those things, I was like, this, you can't make that up. Like that, that's, that's real. So um, he's probably the guy that I'm, I'm most excited to watch. So from a receiver, you asked me a receiver question, but I'm answering about a quarterback. <laughs> Scotty, you described, you know, how you were a different guy kind of off the field. And then when game day came and we talk a lot about dogs on this show and dogs on this team, 
So I want to ask you, what does it mean to be a dog while wearing that black and gold? Yeah, um, I think it's an attitude that you carry, um, you know, that it is personal for you. Each play is personal, um, whether that's finishing a block, like you actually, you're not just out there trying to, you know, make plays or whatever, like you, you actually want the other team to feel it. And for me, um, you know, my fiance hates that I say this, but like for me, when I would go into any type of game or competition, like I didn't want to just win. I wanted the other person, I wanted to take their soul out of them. I wanted them to <laughs> like want to quit the game and potentially never want to play football again. Like that's how I approached um, competition. And I think if you have people that have that mindset that are like, no, nah, I don't just want to win. Like I want to take your love and joy away for the sport because <laughs> I'm here like all day. Like that's, that's kind of what I would um, think is a, is a dog. That's a beautiful way to I wrap love it, up. Man. I love that. That fires me up, man. Uh, Scotty, uh, appreciate you coming on and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Scotty. Go Buffs. Go Buffs. Go Buffs, baby. There he is, Scotty McKnight. That was uh, awesome, man. He really was a dog, dude. Yeah. And it's funny because he and I are actually working on a project, a non-Buffs-related project. Yeah. And I'm, like, talking to his coworkers. And I think the reason why he had that chip on his shoulder goes to this. When people looked at him, they just didn't think he was like that. Right. And even his coworkers are like, okay, so was he like, oh, like he's sneaky athletic. And like you look up and you're like, oh, he had a nice game after the game. Or like, <laughs> yeah. was he actually good? And I'm like, no, he was, how the hell is he open on every play good? Mm -hmm. Like every play, dude. And I think that like he probably did make some people want to quit the game because he was just out there running like perfect routes one after the no another and no one could stay with him even though he's like a, a small white guy 511 185 is what yeah. he listed at in 2010 yeah. i mean to be that size and to do what he did just in terms of the records uh the production you have to be a dog oh yeah you just have to be yeah that was great uh yeah fantastic all right shout out to snarfs john denera approved uh they're all about quality <laughs> <laughs> Um, they've got their signature wider wheat bread. They've got tons of good sandwiches. Also, check out Snarf's Burgers and check out their Jardinera peppers online or in-store. Um, they've got a few locations here around Denver. Make sure you download the Snarf's app for online ordering and delivery. You can also join Snarf Rewards and receive a special welcome offer of $5 off an order of $10 or more. Uh, there's going to be member-only offers, birthdays, gifts, referral points, and more. Give them a try for yourself at our Broncos tailgates this Sunday. Then shout out to Pins and Aces, the official golf apparel partner of All City and DMVR. Uh, we love our Pins and Aces gear. We get tons of compliments on and off the course. They got amazing polos. Uh, they're fun. They've got tons of different kinds, so make sure you check out their whole collection. Uh, not only that, but hats, golf bags, beer sleeves, all kinds of good stuff. Check them out at pinsandaces.com. Use the code DMVR to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. Breaking news, Jake. Oh, gosh. What do we got now? <laughs> uh, both the Colorado State and USC games are officially sold out. Get on these tickets ASAP. You've got two games left that aren't already sold out. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what they are off the top of my head, but we're up to four Stanford. home games. So, yeah, that leaves... Stanford and... Uh, Oregon State? No, Stanford is family weekend, so that one was the second one to sell out. Um, Oregon State's got to be one then, right? Yep. Arizona? Arizona? Yeah. Oregon State and Arizona. I had a buddy call me last night. He's all, I want to go out to a game, dude. And I was all, brother. Good luck. <laughs> one, good luck. But two, you better get on it. Like, yeah. We're in season. Start saving. <laughs> yeah. All right. The story that came out last night that has... Uh, Everyone excited, everyone pumped for the future of the Coach Primer at Colorado. Bryce Underwood, the number one overall recruit in the 2025 class, five-star quarterback, will be coming to Colorado for the USC game. I, what do you say about this? I said the same thing I said on Twitter, which is LOL. <laughs> like, at this point, I don't, I don't know how to react to this stuff. I just laugh. Um, 
the number one player in the country, the number one quarterback in the country, uh, and it would perfectly line up for him to succeed Shador mm-hmm. after his career. Like, are you serious? Yep. Um, and, and I was thinking about that just even the last couple of days. It's so funny that this happens now because it's like, okay, next season in a world that Shador stays, and, and I think most scenarios he stays and plays his final season that he'll be I able agree. to play with his dad as his head coach. Now, you know, Caleb Williams is talking about not coming out and Shador's shooting up draft boards. Like, if he's going to go be the number one overall pick, no one's going to blame him if he goes. Right. Um, But that's, you know, that's a little bit down the road. Um, I think he does come back. And I was just thinking, like, man, it's going to be hard to ever have a quarterback this good again. Like, that's what I was thinking just (laughs) yesterday. Uh, It's like, it's going to be hard to replicate this. And you obviously believe in Coach Prime's ability to recruit, but Shador is is really special different he's different and there's so many aspects that go into being a quarterback uh and he just checks every box and so i was just thinking like man it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to replicate like next year is going to be an incredible opportunity for them uh especially with him being in his last year as quarterback most likely uh and then this news drops and it's just like okay doesn't matter um <laughs> and coach prime is just going to keep getting top recruits and like we said it after the tcu game like every recruit in the country is sitting there thinking i should probably go to colorado i at least got to go check it out spots are going to fill up quick they are uh but to be able to be in on the number one quarterback in the country is just remarkable uh and it's not surprising anymore but it is just like another one of those things that's just you just laugh. It's just like, oh my god, how are uh, how are we here already? It's insane. Uh, and, and we're running out of uh, like words to say, ways to describe. Uh, what's that's happening. why I just shake my head. Yeah. I'm just like, this is I don't know. This is just our life now, I guess. Yep. 2021, he was the Max Preps National Freshman of the Year. He led Bellevue High School to a 13 and one record and a Michigan Division one state title throwing for near 3,000 yards, 39 touchdowns, and four interceptions with six rushing touchdowns. What year was that? 2021, so as like a true freshman. True freshman? Or I, I what guess was the touchdown to interception? Uh, total, it was 45 to 4. Okay, that sounds like the guy who's under center right now. Last year, 2022, Max Preps National Sophomore Player of the Year and the Max Preps Michigan Player of the Year threw for a little bit fewer yards than he did in 2021, but also 37 touchdowns. And ran for eight, so he still got the 45 touchdowns. How many interceptions? Uh, it doesn't even say. I don't even know if he threw one. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> he led Bellevue uh, to an undefeated season and second consecutive Michigan D1 title. He attends Bellevue High School uh, out of Bellevue, Michigan, 6'3", 205. Been linked heavily to Michigan. Uh, LSU and Alabama are also in the mix, but now Colorado is right up there. And they will have a chance to make a massive impression. Um, his dad spoke to Steve Wiltfong of 247 Sports. Um, he was asked about, you know, Michigan and LSU are kind of leading his recruitment right now. And he just said, that's so far from what's happening. Uh, there's a lot going on, obviously. Um, where's this other quote? Why did he write it like this? I'm sorry. On Colorado, they're definitely in the picture, which is a great thing, especially what they did last week. Great game that they had. We were able to talk to Prime. Everybody pitches. They want Bryce to take the keys to their offense. They think he's a guy to back up or be mentored mentored by Shador. Just having that opportunity, and Prime is a legend. When I was a kid, I wanted to be like Prime. I played corner. Having that guy on the other end talking to my son, it was surreal. We really like Colorado. Amazing. How could you not? <laughs> How could you not? But okay, back up and be mentored by Shador. How does that work? That doesn't line up, does it? Unless he reclassifies State. and becomes a 2024 kid and he's here next year. Sign me up. <laughs> Can Winston Watkins do that too? That would be amazing. I mean, unbelievable, man. Uh, like I, I, <laughs> they already have a five-star in the 2025 class. <laughs> I know. I know. They're, they could have the best class in the country. Like that... They're charging towards the number one recruiting class in the 2025 class. Think about that. Number one, that means ahead of Alabama, ahead of Georgia. Like, that's on the table at this point. Yep. And again, 
if I'm a player anywhere in the country and, you know, this team succeeds this year, which we obviously think is going to happen, yep. uh, you know they're going to succeed next year. And the only thing that would make you choose Alabama or Georgia over coming to play for Coach Prime, in my opinion, is the ability to win a national championship. Mm-hmm. But if they start rolling like this and they're bringing in a class of that caliber, then that's what you're thinking about. You're going to say, I'm going to go have a chance to win a national championship with Colorado. Like, again, I said we're running out of things to say. That might be the first time I've said that. But, like, that is the path if you start getting recruiting classes like that and you can compete with those big SEC schools. So not only that, Colorado is also in the mix for 2025 four-star quarterback Antoine Hill. He's a top 70 player in this class, only a four-star right now. 6'5", already, though. Jeez. Um, Steve Wiltfong wrote about him. He is related to Trey Hill. He was a All-American selection from Georgia on the offensive line, drafted in the sixth round to the Bengals in 2021. So he's got bloodlines. This was, I mean, not that we had questions about Coach Prime, but we only got two three-star quarterbacks in the 2023 class. That felt like how this program makes the next step. Get that oh, yeah. blue-chip quarterback. Oh, yeah. They're definitely in the mix. Well, and that's how they're going to do it this year. That's how they're going to skip you know, the process Yep. Uh, with the quarterback. That is the key to this game. If you have the guy under center, you will win games. Um, and... You know, we said it's funny. I we haven't even talked about this, but we said all off season, Shador is gonna go win you football games. Like mm-hmm. you will win games just because of him. Sometimes did it Saturday. One to know. Yep. One to know on that. They won the game because of Shador. Obviously, there's all sorts of contributions to the game. But when your quarterback throws for 500 yards and four touchdowns, you're gonna win. And, uh, and the whole team believed. You know, Neely told us this after the game. Give to the ball, we're going to go score. And like, there's nothing stopping us. And that's what Shador said, too, yesterday or whatever day we talked to him. Um, he was like, yeah, like that fourth down comes, and I'm just like, there's no way we're not converting this. Like, no. We're going to go score. Then we're not going out like this by not converting this fourth down. And he was right. So Bryce also talked to Steve Wiltfong um, about Coach Prime and the Buffs getting him out there to Boulder for the USC game. He said, I wouldn't say I feel nervous, but it was very exciting to have my first conversation with Coach. Um, It was good. Or just him letting me know that he wanted me there and to lead them to a national championship was exciting to hear. (laughs) Like, it's a movie, man. It feels like we're in a movie. Um, All right. What else we got? By the way, if you want Bryce Underwood to come to Colorado, hit the thumbs up. And subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We'd also appreciate your five-star review. How is Spirit doing today? Mm. Our girl. How is she doing? There she is. Oh, she's strong. Shout out Saturday Neon. The company started by two friends and former college roommates at CU who make officially licensed collegiate logo LED neon signs. They're based out of Denver. They've got signs for 19 select schools. Colorado's in there as well. Everything is shipped uh, that you need to mount power and dim every single sign. They're easy to install and operate as well. They make great gifts. Um, they're great for your office, man cave, dorm room, basement. Go to SaturdayNeon.com. Use that code DMVR. You'll get 10% off of your order today, and you get free shipping on orders over 200 bucks. Also, shout out to DraftKings. Um, we're back fully. The NFL season starts oh my tonight. God. That it's so. I haven't thought about that once. I... <laughs> it, I agree, but I'm still so hyped for That's NFL crazy, tonight. I really Sunday. haven't thought about that once. Really? Yeah. Um, You're I locked like, in. <laughs> I, I'm so locked in, dude. The craziest thing is, you know how like Twitter now has the algorithm that'll just feed you what, you're, yep, what you yep, want to see? Yep. The only thing that's on my timeline is buffs. The Me too. O- like, yeah. I haven't seen, like, even, I can't even get like a Zach Stevens tweet in there. I know. This time last year, my timeline was still more Broncos than Buffs. Oh, yeah. And, and it's just like everything because everyone in the country is talking about them. So there's an unlimited amount of content yeah. on it. And it's just feeding me that. I had to like flip over to my following tab and I was like, oh, right. There's other things happening <laughs> yeah, in the world. I know. Um, anyways, shout out to DraftKings, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. They're giving you a can't miss offer for week one of the NFL season. New customers can bet two or. 
can bet $5 and turn that into $200 of bonus bets instantly. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that code DMVR to sign up. Again, new customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting 5 bucks with code DMVR. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. Uh, in New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, uh, 21 or older by jurisdiction, void in Ontario, cdkng.co slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gambling resources. Beat it up, Jake. We're running out of time. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. For our pick of the week. Ooh, DraftKings pick of the week. Colorado, minus three yeah. on Saturday yeah. over the Cornhuskers. Lock it in. It's virtual. I don't even know it's a virtual lock. It is. I think they're going to beat the shit out of this team. <laughs> we got, I mean, it's on the table. It's, it's on the table, and I really think I've said it all week. There's one variable that has to go your way for that to happen, and it's stop the run. Mm. Stop the run, win by a lot. That is the formula of this game, in my opinion. If you don't stop the run, you're going to be in a dogfight, I have a feeling. And, you know, like, Nebraska loses every close game. Mm -hmm. But you'll notice <laughs> the games are usually close. Yep. Um, and that is, like, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to, like, temper my expectations here um, because I don't want to, you know, put myself in a bad position. But... They should win. Like, they are the better football team by a lot, in my opinion, from what I've seen in one game from each team. Absolutely. I mean, the talent levels aren't even close. And to me, honestly, just win. I do not care what the score is. Mm -hmm. Just win. Um, but it does feel like there's a, there are more paths to winning by a lot than there are paths to losing. I really feel like this game can go downhill very quickly for Nebraska. Well, of course, because they're, so far the only thing they've demonstrated that they can do decently is run the football. Mm -hmm. So if it gets, out, it gets away from you and you have to throw, 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 they are absolutely not built to do that at, like, at all. It's like, uh, I don't know, look at like um, the Tennessee Titans, right? Right. It's like, okay, if you get Derrick Henry rolling, uh, you get the defense on their heels, you're going to be in every game. The second that you go down 14-0 and you have to start throwing the rock, you can't be who you are anymore. It's margin of error. Shador has uh, the probably one of the biggest margins of errors in this country in terms of his play. Jeff Sims is razor thin. Yep. I mean, it's going to be on edge for him, I think, from the minute the game kicks off until it ends because you can't mess up with this team. We saw against TCU... You know, they had uh, two turnovers. They won that turnover battle and won the game because of that. Yep. But they still left opportunities on the table. They had a block kick. Yep, which um, is essentially a turnover. Ex exactly. So, I mean, I feel like one turnover from Nebraska could very easily snowball to a double-digit lead for the Buffs in two drives. If there's one thing Nebraska is going to do, it's fumble the football. They have forever. They always fumble. Um, so they'll, they'll get one in that, in that department. Uh, it's funny, Jake, last week, the only thing stopping me from saying like Colorado is winning this football game as a statement rather than a thought was the spread. I, they, they, like the Vegas scared me. I was like, they, could they be that wrong? Like it's, it, it and I was like, I shouldn't have done that. You know, I should have just trusted my gut. It's almost the opposite this week, where it's like, I think 88% of the bets are on Colorado spread and, and Vegas isn't budging. Mm -hmm. And again, it's just like, what are they doing? Are they trying to lose money? I don't know. They need to watch this show. They do need to watch because, this show. Because uh, the talent on this team, what Travis Hunter does, and again, <laughs> I got laughed at it in the office yesterday, but this team has reinforcements. Totally. And honestly, you know, players win games. If you started going through the best players on the field this week, how many Colorado players would you have to go through before you got to a Nebraska player? 
I don't even know which Nebraska player I would name. I don't either. I don't either. Uh, like, the, the running back was solid, but Colorado has, like, six good running backs. I, I don't know, man. They it's, have nothing in the secondary. No. They couldn't guard, uh, I keep forgetting his name, but the Minnesota slot receiver. He was routing defensive backs up. Yeah. I mean, exactly. That's, that's, that's the point. Players win games, and Colorado has the best players. That's when I knew last Thursday I was like, all right, this team's talent is just so far beyond what they're going to see on their schedule. Like, Nebraska has no one that can hang with Travis. They don't have speed to hang with Dylan. Shador's just going to carve them up. I don't care if you're going to play zone and drop seven or eight all game. Like, good luck trying to defend that people got, 60 minutes. People got way too caught up in 1-11. and 11. And I made the point last week where I said, if this team was 11-1 and one last season, lost the exact same amount of players, kept the exact same players, and added the same players through the transfer portal, everyone would have predicted them to be good. Mm-hmm. But because they're 1-11, and 11, people just couldn't imagine that they could turn around things that fast, that Coach Prime could turn around things that fast. And, and I think that's where people got lost on this team. Really quick, Jake, I want to bring this up. Okay. Because... Um, Pac-12 basketball champion mm. uh, Jeremy Adams is in the building today, and he's here with his dad watching the show. Uh, and it just reminded me, first of all, thank you guys for coming and watching the yeah, show. Yeah, shout out. But it reminded me of all the players' family members who came up to us last week. I know. Uh, and I thought that was so cool. Yeah. Um, just hearing from, you know, Roderick Ward's parents yep. and, you know, go on down the list um, telling us that they watched the show. I didn't know that. Like I didn't know that so many players, family members were watching the show. So shout out to uh, any of the players, family who was watching out there. We really appreciate you guys. And it does mean a lot when you come up and tell us you love the show. I mean, uh, Coach Rashad Davis, offensive analyst, his like family was tailgating next to us. Yes. And they were just they would they were loving me. It was crazy. I was like, <laughs> I couldn't believe like you guys are watching our show. Yeah. Like that's so like you have firsthand knowledge that you can learn from Rashad and you're watching us. It's amazing. It's great. So thank you guys. Um, anything else, man? Let's talk to the people. Um, let's do it. Shout out to our friends over at Shady Rays. Take on the summer gear belt to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm, beautiful weather ahead this Saturday in Boulder. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company. They offer a world-class product. Durable frames, extremely clear polarized optics for all your outdoor adventures. Every pair backed by their lost and broken replacement program. Head on over to the, Sh uh, the Shady Rays Mall, the Park Meadows Mall, to shop for Shady Rays. Or go to ShadyRays.com and use code DMVR for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. And you can try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over a quarter million people. Then Bacchus and Shanker. When you get hurt, Bacchus and Shanker are here to help. Um, they've been helping Colorado families win for more than 25 years. No fees to speak with them about your case. No fees while they work on your case. No fees unless they win your case and win money for you. Um, they've won over a billion dollars for their clients and help with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. Car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrian, trucks, even if you're injured at work. If you need to sue, smash the two. Two, 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 two. Bacchus and Shanker wins. By the way, to everyone who was saying, um, like, they almost missed the show, I can't believe they're late, you can always watch the replay. Of course. You don't have to catch it live. Um, but we have a lot going on today, including something very cool that I'm uh, doing up in Boulder that you'll see in, I don't know, six to eight months? Is that a fair guess? Sooner? I don't know what you're talking about, but sure. Okay. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm doing up in Boulder today. Uh, this guy, man. I Bro, it has been a wild <laughs> week, I tell you. All right. Well, anyways, something cool that you guys will see in a few months. There you go. Oh, I do. <laughs> Jeez. I remember now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you'll see it. You'll all see it. Yep. You all will, for sure. Oh, what's up, Michael? What happened to Jacquez? I don't know. He returned to practice on the 26th. He was practicing last week. And didn't make the trip. So hopefully I get some information today or tomorrow and I can let you all know. Well, that's an interesting uh, topic, though. And you can say Jaquez here if you, if you think he has a chance to play this week. Who do you think steps in for slush? Jaquez. Okay. So you think he, he'll be healthy, ready to go, and, and he, makes, he makes the start? I mean, 
he wasn't like hurt. Like he, he was hurt, obviously not practicing. He wasn't like limping around and stuff. Like he was fine when we talked to him. I felt like so. I think coach is being very, very cautious with his players um, that are hurt. And not just because he doesn't want them to get hurt down the line in the season. He's looking out for them long, long term. Long term, yeah. So he's going to be careful with a lot of guys like that, obviously being careful with Alton. Um, so I'm, I'm not freaking out. I'm going to uh, guess Cam. I think Cam steps in this week. The fact that he was out there, he didn't get a lot of burn last week, but he was out there on the last third down of the game, uh, which, of course, led to the fourth down mm -hmm. stop from Slush. But Cam was out there on the last third down of the game, which tells me that they trust him. Uh, and it was that playoff rotation that we kind of talked about where it's like you're sticking with your main guys, but maybe Slush, I, I don't know exactly. That. Maybe, maybe Slush got a little hurt on the play before, comes out for a play, yeah cam goes in yeah and then slush was like screw it i'm going back out there for this fourth down uh while he was banged up but i think uh i think they go to cam i think cam has the most trust from uh, coach prime especially do you think we see like playoff rotation well, it, again no and i also i was just gonna say i think rod ward plays quite mm -hmm. a bit um and it's just gonna be situational like yeah. he's a little better in coverage than cam cam's a little better in the box so mm -hmm. well, you know whatever you're looking for um yeah, I mean, that was the most surprising part about last week's game, I thought. I, I mean, we both said all offseason we felt like there'd be a lot of rotation, especially at safety. So uh, just a little surprising to see that, but I understand, you know, the kind of playoff uh, lineup. Well, and Shiloh was balling, so he's not coming off. You yep, know? led the team in tackles. Uh, led the team in tackles. I don't know if he's gotten enough shine for that. No. Nope. Um, and Coach Bartoloni said something really interesting yesterday about the wide receivers, and I think it just went to, like, the whole team. Uh, which was, he was just like, we were getting man coverage and they were eating. So none of them were coming out. Right. And the defense is a little different, um, but it wasn't really on the secondary. Like the, Shiloh's making, making tackles, Trevor's making tackles. Mm -hmm. um, no one was getting cooked for sure from a cornerback perspective. So like, I just think they were like, these guys are playing well, keep them out there. Another thing we didn't talk about too much last week and not to go too off track. How impressively well conditioned this team was. My God. Because I felt like, you know, we talk about a lot of rotation at those positions to keep people fresh. They were fresh without that, though, the whole game in Texas Heat. Yeah. Coach Prime, uh, for the two weeks before the game, told them they're only allowed to drink water and Gatorade. Yeah. Uh, and, heck, maybe it worked. Maybe, man. Prime uh, secret stuff. I certainly <laughs> didn't only drink water or Gatorade before that game, and I was dehydrated <laughs> as hell. Yeah. Oh, man. Reyna. Uh, oh, welcome to Colorado. Massive jet lag. 15-hour time difference from Tokyo. Wow. Have to fix it before Saturday's game. See you guys at the tailgate. Cannot wait to meet you. That's incredible. Get some rest. Yeah, rest up. Angela, what's up? Will Nebraska's offense help the CU defense um, better defend this week? How fast is Sean Lewis and two going to run the O this week? Get the jet feel. <laughs> As fast as the refs will let them. Yeah. I mean, that was the only thing that could slow them down last week. I mean, you heard Shador after the game. He said the tempo was cool. Yeah. It could have been better. Yep. So they're still evolving. I know. And, and you think about like the advantage they had last week being so well conditioned at altitude going down to sea level. Mm -hmm. Now it's like a reverse thing. Oh, yeah. Whereas they're going to be oh, yeah. very well conditioned. But Nebraska has no idea what they're in for with this altitude. Uh, and so they're, they're like, if you're able to, let's just say you go inside zone, Dylan Edwards pops one for 11 yards on the, uh, you know, on the first play of offense drive. You go up, bang, you're there. Little hook, Jimmy Horn turns, runs, eight yards. Boom, you're up there. Like by play four or five of you doing that, making those guys run forward, run back, run mm -hmm. forward, run back. Their D-line is going to be completely gassed. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things we didn't talk about as to why Shador was getting so much time and not to take anything away from the offensive line at all because they have to be so well-conditioned as well to keep up at this pace. But if you watch some of the rushes late in the drives, they're, not, they're non-existent yep. because those guys are so on their heels, they don't have any gas left in the tank to go rush the passer. Yep. And it'll be worse for Nebraska. No doubt. 
Any recruits coming to this game? Uh, tons of them. I'm going to put together a list probably tonight. Let's go. Um, original. I haven't even had my breakfast yet. You guys owe me a breakfast quesadilla, but glad to be here. Breakfast quesadilla sounds fire. <laughs> Appreciate you showing up, man. Appreciate everyone showing up in the, the early morning. Appreciate you showing up this early, Jake. It was a challenge, I tell you what. <laughs> uh, DD1, I asked this last time again. Are you guys worried about the linebackers' run defense? I've been worried since spring and the scrimmage after. Prime seemed worried, too. Again, reinforcements are coming. Juju's probably going to play this week. Yep. Um, we didn't see much of Des Moines. It's a process, guys. It's a process. When is game day coming to Boulder? I've put my stamp on it. I'm calling it. There you go. Next, Next week. Next week. Go look at the slate. There's not much to, uh, to choose from for ESPN, and I know they want to catch this prime wave. Uh, Shagwellen's Wade. DJ Khaled, another one. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I assume that was in reference to uh, Bryce Underwood. I, I think so. I, it could be in reference to a lot of things Anything, at this yeah. point. 406 goalie. Can we start talking about the fact that Coach Prime might be sticking around if we are in the Natty Talk each year? What more could he want? I 100% agree. That's the only thing that I think would push him is, you know, if he feels like he couldn't get the level of player here to win the national championship and an SEC school comes calling, like, to me, that's what what would cause him to think about it. Mm -hmm. But if he starts getting the top recruits in the country, especially in the interior, he's always going to get them at corner. Yep. He's, you know, I think that the success that Shador is going to have is going to get them a quarterback. Look at, you know, for example, like Ohio State. Because of the success that Ryan Day has had, they're just going to con constantly roll in. They another, recruit themselves. Yes, yeah. they're going to constantly roll in another great quarterback. Uh, and a little bit of momentum on that trail. If you get Bryce Underwood, then it's just like over. Yep. <laughs> um, and so if he's able to get those interior guys to come to Boulder, to come to Colorado uh, at a level that like Georgia and Alabama are getting, then I don't think he would have any reason to leave. Yep. Other than, you know, they are somehow dumb enough to not back up the Brinks truck for him. But exactly. They've figured that out already. He said after the, the game on Saturday, I'm about to get real comfortable. Yeah. About to get real comfortable. Yes, he is. Josh, will the attendance record be broken on Saturday? Um, Here's the thing. They put less seats in the stadium yeah. when they put in the uh, Champion Center. So I think it used to be like 53. Now it's down to like 51. They'll definitely go over, uh, but it'll be hard to set the attendance record. What, what I'm aiming at is the first season in Colorado history, which is crazy to say, I think Ted, our guy, can uh, yeah. can check me on this if I'm wrong. Um, but I think it could be the first season in Colorado history that they sell out every game. Which Insane. Is, I mean, they've had some great seasons. For whatever reason, maybe you play a, a weak opponent early and it doesn't happen. Like, yeah. that's not happening. The two out-of-conference home games are your two rivals. They're already sold out. Yep. Um, and if they keep rolling, they're going to sell everything out. So maybe if it's not the first, it'll be like the third uh, or second. So that's the record I would be chasing when it comes to attendance. I love that comment. Because of you guys, I'm understanding a lot about the game uh, and listening. Go Buffs. That's all I have been watching. That's amazing. I love that, man. Hell yeah. Um, Jake knows ball really well. Is one of the first so do things. you, brother. Thank you. It's one of the first things I noticed about him when he came in here. I was like, oh, this, the team's going to suck, but at least we're going to be able to talk football. <laughs> I managed to put together a fire film room when this team was 0-5. <laughs> What, what was that, the running game one? Yeah. Yeah, why they can't stop the run, it was ugly. It really was. Tavon's asking if we'll see Alton on Saturday. Uh, I hope so. I truly don't know, though. So this is just a theory. I don't have any uh, inside information on this. But mm -hmm. we heard from Coach Prime on Monday. Monday, right? Yeah. Tuesday. Tuesday. That Alton tried to go out there with his regular jersey on. He was taken. He took hey, off I his gold jersey. I saw the video. Coach Prime. You, all you see in the clip is Coach Prime being like, sorry, man. He's like, it's okay. And he's taking off his white jersey for his yellow jersey. Um, I think the reason he did that is because he was told, like, you have the green light to play this week. Mm. Again, just this is a theory on mm. my part. And so he was like, oh, cool. I'm, then I'm, gonna, I'm, ready, I'm right. ready to go. I'm ready yeah. to practice. Uh, and I think they were like, no, we we want we want you to be ready for Saturday. We still don't want you getting hit in practice yes. before then to uh, 
derail it. So that's my theory. So I'm going to say, yes, we do see Alton. Oh. Uh, I don't know about the unis this week. We haven't heard anything. I'll go theory again. I'll say the inverse of last week. So all black, but keep the gold numbers, mm. including black helmets. I hope they did that. That gold was amazing. It was so good. It looks incredible in pictures, too. <laughs> oh, man, the pictures from last week. The only thing I, I didn't like about it is, especially from where I was sitting, and then even from the TV camera, it was hard to see the numbers. Yeah. It was tough from the press box, too. Yeah. Even with binoculars, it was just like... Especially with like running back rotations and stuff. You're like, who is exactly. it? Exactly, yeah. We were pretty far away, too. We'll have a much closer and better view on Saturdays. Uh, shout out to Adrian for the super chat. We have a D-Hop, Burka, and the... Best rookie tight end. We're going to be a different team this year. Tighten up, Sco Buffs. Good luck oh, to you, brother. I think he's talking about the Titans when he I is. said they, uh, <laughs> they can't win if oh, they don't run the ball well. D-Hop and Burks is yeah. what he meant. Yeah. We'll see, brother. Ernie, everyone talks about game day at the CSU game. Why not wait till the USC game? Seems like a better audience considering it's a California school and the LA market. Why not both? Why not wait? Again, and like I said, ESPN is kicking themselves right now. Because Fox got both of these games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know. Did ESPN have the... Was that ABC ESPN that had the the Sunday night game? For football or for... Uh, oh, I, don't, I, I was traveling. I didn't yeah, get to watch I it. I didn't watch either. Um, anyways, like, they're looking at what's going on. Yeah. They're looking at every highlight on social media. It has a little Fox thing in the corner. And they're saying... Man, we missed the boat on this, but let's take the first opportunity we can get to hop on. I I would bet on it. I would bet on Colorado. Someone said too hot for all black on Saturday. The high is 83 on Saturday. Did it really drop? It was 90 when I looked yesterday. Yeah. Let's go. Or actually, yeah, it's 83. Mine says 89. Hope yours is right. I hope so, too. <laughs> um, oh, I guess I'm in Denver. There yep. you go. I flipped it to Boulder. Now we're 84. Yep. That's not bad at all. No, it's going to be beautiful. That's, oh, man, when we get to the tailgate, 7 a.m., it's going to be like crisp fall air, like mm-hmm. 65 degrees. Let's go. Uh, Ken is asking, who's your candidate to receive an L and a D this week? Great question. Hmm. Dylan's got to I mean, get. Dylan's getting the D. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> damn it. Uh, um, the L. Um, who stood out? As I think Zay should get one. That's a good one. Tank, Tank would be a great one. Um, I feel like Jack Bailey or Van could be an L as well. Yeah, maybe I some hate. Shane Cokes. I I understand Coach Prime's theory behind it. It's hard to talk about. I okay, it is. I didn't get to say this on the pod yet, though. I love it. Because you have to have a tremendous amount of confidence to put an L on your jersey and then just go out there and whoop another team's ass. It's I true. absolutely love it. It's true. It's like it's like taking the power out of it. Yep, exactly. Bishop. Bishop uh, with a dog Bishop tag. Bishop needs a dog tag as well, yep. Uh, Green Crayle, thanks for the shout-out on Saturday. My bestie and I drove up from San Antonio. That's awesome. RK, RK made, her made her cry happy tears. That's so cool. <laughs> That's amazing. It was great meeting you guys. Um, they like, I think they left at like two in the morning from San Antonio to make mm-hmm. it to the tailgate uh, when we were there. So that was awesome. It was great to meet you guys. And I can't wait to see who we meet this week at the yep. tailgate. Trevor Woods, another great one for a leader of dog. Ooh, yep. Um, Warren, what's up? Another super chat from him. How many touchdowns? Ahead, we'll see you go up in the next two games before going deep into the bench. Let's see. <laughs> um, I think that there's a potential that when you combine the next two weeks, they outscore their opponents by like 80 points. Oh, my God. I love, I love that you're somehow the one uh, that's, that's ready to go that far down the path, not me. But I... I, it's not not a possibility. How do these teams? They don't match up with Colorado at all. He knows ball. I know ball. <laughs> um, anything else? Release the rock. I agree. We'll hear from him soon. Um, Did you see his videos up to like eighty five thousand views? Hell yeah! 
It's great, man. He got that message out. He was really vulnerable, and uh, I think a lot of people are on his side now. You guys will hear from him very soon. Cool. Uh, anything else? That's all I got. All right, pregame show tomorrow. We're going to have the draft pod tomorrow, too. We're going to talk all things college football there. So, um, yeah, we'll be live for that. We'll just have the premiere for pregame show. Yeah, pregame show will premiere live, so you guys will still be in the chat uh, hanging out, but we won't be able to see your comments. Yep. All right. See you tomorrow. Let's go Buffs. Let's go Buffs.